Hello, darlings. It is I, Harlan Zachary Williams. Wait, Zachary, what? Hey, gang, Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway, reaching out to you. Um, Hope you're doing good. Hope you're having a cool time. Hope you're feeling groovy. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Harlan Williams, and I will be your host, your chaperone, your pimp. For the next little while here as we go down the Holland Highway and have some laughs and uh, some giggles and some chuckles and whatnot. Awesome show today. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about uh, greed, American greed. Just a small example of it that I encountered that uh, seems to be uh, epitomized the, uh, the problem of people wanting more in this country, and sometimes it's not always a smart move. Um, we're going to be talking about iPhoto hell. I don't know how many of you are are Mac users and use iPhoto or the cloud, the iCloud, but uh, I'm I'm frustrated with it. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Aunt Ruthie is here. She's going to be calling in on my answering machine, Aunt Ruthie. And then to end the show, a very squirmy story that's going to make you squirm in your seats, I promise. Right here on the Squirmy Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. I will look for you. Does your mother know what you're doing for a living? The Harland Highway. Hey-oh! I will find you. My mom always said, you can't handle the truth! It's the Holland Highway. Badonk. Uh, I want to talk to you for a second about uh, human greed. This is a weird story, man, but it's it's a hundred percent true. Okay. Um, and near where I live, there is a a little strip mall, and in the strip mall, there's a couple of fast food joints and a bank. And uh, it's right in the middle of Hollywood, and uh, you know I've I've actually seen Quentin Tarantino there. Me and him walked into the McDonald's one day. I was like, "Oh, cool! There's Quentin Tarantino getting a cheeseburger, man." And uh, it's kind of right in the thick of things, but it's a small little place. You know, you pull in, and there's probably I don't know, maybe there's like uh, forty parking spots. Maybe 50. It's tight. It's a small little place. It's one of those strip malls. It's got the massage place and the chicken place and the, you know, the uh, photo place. And it's your typical mini mall strip thing. And it's been that way for years. It's been that way. It's been sitting there for like 15 years. And it's one of those places where, you know, if I if I need to quickly go grab something to eat or something, I'll whip down there. If I need to go to the bank, I'll whip in there, slam it in park, run in, go and do my thing and take off. Okay, so a couple of months ago, I go into the place, and guess what? They've got those little electric arms and a gate, and it says, please take a ticket. you got to pay for parking. And I'm like, are you kidding me for this little strip mall? We got to pay for parking. And then it turns out the McDonald's and the bank 
validates the parking, still a pain in the ass, but they validate, but all the other smaller guys in the uh, in the uh, plaza, in the strip mall, they don't validate. So if you go for a Subway sandwich, or you go for some chicken, or you go to pick up your laundry, you're paying like three, four, five bucks, whereas it used to be free. And I was like, you know what? That's just greed. That's just these guys know they got you by the cojones. They're going to try and milk a few extra dollars out of you. And you know what? I I went there once, and I didn't know about it. I went in, and I had to deal with it. And I'm not a cheap guy. Who cares about three, four dollars? It was the principle. I was like, you guys are just going for the cash grab. You're being stupid and greedy. And you know what? There's a million other fast food joints. I'll go down the street. Screw you. So guess what? I go by the other day. There's one of those guys out there, the guys that stand there and dance with the signs. They're dressed all kooky. This guy was dancing with a sign that said free parking. So I drove in there after two months, and sure enough, right on these gates that come down, the electric gates, just says free parking. And you know all those businesses started hurting. Everyone was like me. They're like, screw you. We're not, we don't need the hassle. We don't need to pay 2 $3 to come pick up a sandwich for lunch. We're hardworking people. We've been parking here for free. There's enough little mini malls around that we can get away with it. So screw you. And they tried it, and they had to, they had to reverse it, man. So screw you guys for being greedy. I hate that stuff. And I boycotted it, and everyone else did too. And it serves them right. I felt bad for the businesses, man. They, All the businesses just started having no customers. So don't take more than you need. Just take what you need and don't get stupid and greedy. Thank you very much. Hello, Holland. This is your Aunt Ruthie from Rochester. Harlan, that is the funniest character I've heard on your show so far. Aunt Ruthie is a freaking classic. She's a freaking hit. I am I'm in tears laughing listening to her. I just want to know, is she someone that you've developed over a long period of time? Or is this just something that you came up with? with recently because she just seems so well-developed, beautiful. Aunt Ruthie, driving along <laughs> with the tire, smoking and sparking or whatever. Thanks, Harlan. Hi, this is Harland. Um, I'm not available right now, so uh, please leave me a message, and I will get right back to you. Thanks. Hello. Hello, Harland. Hello, ha- hello, Angel. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York. How are you, doll? The summer started up here. There's flies all around, and the- it's just sticky as an old nun's fart. It's just horrible up here. It's as sticky as Sister Teresa's farts after she's had a cabbage roll, I'm telling you, Holland. How are you, Angel? Listen, your Aunt Ruthie's driving around, and I stopped for gasoline at the petrol station, Angel. 
and I don't know what happened, but I left the gas cap flap open. It's it just I, I see it in my rearview mirror right now as I'm driving down the road, and I know, Holland, I'm not supposed to be driving, talking on my electronic cellular. I know I'm not. So hang me on a cross right next to baby Jesus and crucify me, okay? I've got an automobile emergency, Holland. Okay, my gas flap is open and it's flapping around and people are pointing at me and honking and I don't know what to do. I can't pull over. How can I pull over with all this traffic around me? So it just fla- it's just, it's like when your Uncle Harry, I'll never forget the time we were at the Strawberry Festival in Dalton and your Uncle Harry got up to say hello to all the petitioners. And, okay, you know what? If you get a honk at me, I'm talking to my nephew, okay? He's in the entertainment industry. Oh, okay, you know what? Suck my old lady scabs, okay? I've got scabs from 80 fucking years of having kids and sitting at the same desk for my whole career. I've got scabs. I need you to suck them, okay? Anyways, Angel, I'm sorry about that. People are so rude. I'll never forget your Uncle Harry. We were at the Strawberry Festival, and I'll never forget he got up to greet all the petitioners and welcome to the Strawberry Festival. And he said, I hope everybody enjoys the meatloaf and the glazed ham and the scalloped potatoes. And everyone started laughing, and your dear Uncle Harry, he looked down, and his fly was open, Holland. It was open, and I guess he didn't wear his undies that day, and you could see a grayness in there. There was a grayness. You know, you look, you could see past the material of it. Okay, stop honking at me. I'm talking about my husband's pubic hairs, okay? Go suck a Korean water rat, you prick. Anyways, Holland, you could see a grayness beyond the material of his pants, his old dungarees. And it looked like a robin's nest that had been left out in a fucking tornado. It was just sticks and weeds and feathers and just gray. Okay, you know what? I'm talking about a bird's nest on my husband's... Oh, okay. You know what? Go suck a freeze-dried antelope horn. I'm sorry, Angel. Anyways, Holland, I don't know what to do about my open flap. If you could, if you got, yeah, I'm passing by a park. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt myself. I'm getting emotional. I'm driving right by a park, and I can see children playing, Holland. Remember when you were a little boy, and I took you to the park, your Aunt Ruthie took you to the park, and you wanted to go to the drinking fountain, Holland, and you wanted to have a nice drink because you'd been playing on the swings real nice. Remember you were playing on the swings real nice, Holland, little angel. And somebody had their dog. And I think this is the most unsanitary fucking thing I've ever seen, and pardon my French. But somebody had their dog. It was a golden lab of some fucking breed. And it was standing up on two legs, drinking out of the fountain where the people drink. Where the human beings drink their water. Someone had their golden retriever. I'll never forget. I ran right up, Holland. 
I said, my little nephew, who's going to be in the entertainment business one day, is very, very thirsty. He's been playing on the swings. You know, I ran up with my old lady shoes, Holland, and please forgive me, I kicked that goddamn golden retriever right in the dog cock, Holland. I have never heard a dog yelp so loud in my life. It sounded like a subway ran over a brand new baby from the hospital. It was unbelievable. I've never seen a dog run so fast, all buckled up. It looked like a tumbleweed rolling down the desert. Anyways, okay, stop honking at me. I'm 82 years old, you Holland, Ruthie's going to pull over. I don't know what to do, but if you get a chance, call me, Angel. I miss you, darling. Okay, Aunt Ruthie misses you, Holland. <laughs> Give me a kiss, Angel, right through your electronic cellular. <laughs> oh, fuck. I just bit my lip with my fake teeth. They came out. I just bit right through my lip, Holland. Oh, fuck me. Okay, I gotta go all. And Aunt Ruthie loves you to all. Call me when you get a chance. Poor angel. Fuck you. Stop honking at me. Oh, yes. There she is, Aunt Ruthie from Rochester. Uh, I'm glad you like this character. Uh, the truth is, uh, you you asked me about the development of this character, where it came from, and the uh, answer is, uh, it's funny because I just came up with this character a couple of months ago, and it actually came, I was driving, and yes, I was talking on my cell phone illegally. Sorry. Or was I driving and talking on my cell phone illegally? I don't know. Was I or wasn't I? Wink, wink, wink. And uh, I was calling one of my best buddies, uh, my buddy Michael Rosenbaum, the guy that I did a movie called Sorority Boys with, and he also played um, He also played in Smallville. He, he played Lex Luthor in Smallville, the bald guy. <laughs> and I always leave him crazy messages and I always do voices and I sing and I love leaving the guy nutty messages and this was just one of them I was just driving and I was like hello Michael this is your Aunt Ruthie I know you're in Superman or Spider-Man or something to all and I just started going on <laughs> we had such a laugh over it I was like man I gotta I gotta bring Aunt Ruthie to the old podcast so basically I just made it up in my mind on the spot and she's kind of a little bit infectious. So I'm sure half of you are like totally annoyed. You're like, oh, God, somebody shoot out Aunt Ruthie. She'd probably shoot you back. And then uh, there's guys like you who love her, so I'm going to keep doing her for a while. And uh, let's see what kind of hell Aunt Ruthie gets into. Thanks for the call, and uh, watch out for old ladies driving down the road with the window open, swearing their heads off. Fuck you, you bastard. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. All right, so I don't know how many of y'all, as they say down in Texas, y'all, um, are Apple users, okay? And if you are Apple users, I don't know how many of you are iPhoto users, and I don't know how many of you are in the cloud, which is the cloud is a system that connects... 
all your Apple devices. It connects your laptop to your iPad, to your cell phone, to your nostrils, whatever. And uh, iPhoto is supposed to share all your photos with all your uh, all your contraptions. And uh, I got to tell you, man, I've been on this iPhoto for years, and I still can't figure it out. I mean, am I the only idiot that doesn't understand iPhoto? It's like I go in there, and I will spend a half an hour deleting old photos. I I highlight them. I press the word delete. It says, do you want to move this photo to the trash? I go, yes, I do. It disappears. And then lo and behold, a week later, three weeks later, a month later, they're all back. There they are on my phone. There they are on my uh, iPad. There they are on my computer. And it's just like they won't let me get rid of anything. Stuff just keeps showing up in different files, under different headings, under different this, under different that. Some pictures will show up on one device. One picture will show up on another device. I, I Either I'm an idiot or this is the most confounding crap I've ever seen, man. I have tried and tried to clean up iPhoto and get rid of stuff and clear out some space. Nope. And the same goes for my iTunes. You know, I linked all my systems to the cloud, you know, because I want to be up on the cloud. I want to be in heaven. I want to be in Apple heaven. And on my iPod, I get 40 of my 100 songs. On my phone, I get 60 of my 100 songs. On my computer, I get all of my songs. When I link them together, 80 of my songs will go to the phone and 20 of them won't. Or if I put my iPod into my computer, 50 songs go into my iPod and the rest won't. And I'm just like, What's, what, what kind of cloud is this, man? This thing's like a fart cloud because it stinks, man. It's like, I can't get, it should be very, very simple. You just press buttons, click, 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 highlight. And every time I plug in a, a contraption to my computer or my phone, or it's just like everything just comes back. The stuff I deleted comes back. New songs will disappear. Old ones will come back. Songs that I don't want in there will come back. Stuff that I've, uh, let's say I do a voice memo on my iPhone or uh, I download like uh, someone sends me a goofy little thing as an MP3 in my email and I play it. Suddenly those are on my playlist. So I'll be listening to like a couple of cool tunes and all of a sudden I, I hear a voicemail from some idiot friend of mine in Chicago or something. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't know, man. It's like, uh, am I just the dumbest guy in the world with this stuff? Like, what part? Here, here I'm talking to my Apple products right now. Hello, Apple. 
Uh, hello. What part of delete don't you understand? Um, hello. Um, hello. I believe you were deleted. Okay. Excuse me. Um, just what part of delete don't you understand? Okay. Oh, it's annoying. It is so annoying, man. It's like I, I when I go to the gym, I'm like, oh, should I listen to the? Should I take my phone and listen to the songs on that one, or should I take my iPod and plug that one in because that's got three songs that I really like that aren't on my phone, or vice versa? It's like I shouldn't be having to deal with all that crap. And I feel like I'm a semi-smart guy. I feel like I have a, you know, an IQ over two. And I got to go, if I'm having these problems, are other people having these problems? Am I the only dimwit in the room? And I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not very, uh, I'm not very good with that stuff. But how basic is add and delete how hard can that be for a doofus like me? So I don't know, man. I am just, uh, I'm over it. I'm just over it. What part of delete don't you understand? But I'm going to keep trying, man. I'll keep trying. But man, if, if, if the president of Apple's listening or if Steve Jobs, I know you're dead but you're probably dead and you're probably floating around in a cloud because you're a little you're probably an eye angel, okay? Because everything to do with Apple has an eye in front of it. So if you're like an eye angel, Steve Jobs, and you're floating around in the iCloud, could you please eye fucking fix my eye contraptions? I damn it. There, I got it out. Said a little prayer at the end. Everything should be fine. I'll keep you posted. No, oh, Charles. Oh, oh, oh. Nelson. Oh, oh. I, Riley. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy, man. Okay. I hate to do this to you, but in a way, I'm kind of like, it's kind of fun to do this to you guys. <laughs> we are going to end the show on a very squeamish subject. This this crazy news story is, you're probably going to be squirming in your seat, okay? This is going to be fun. You guys are, I, I don't know, you might even sh- Shut the show off before we get to the end. This is going to be tight. Here we go. Guess, g- g- let's, let's get right to the story. Here it is. Here's the headline. Noises in her head were flesh-eating maggots. Oh, God. Are you squirming already? Check it out. A British woman returned from a holiday in Peru hearing scratching noises Inside her head. Okay. How many of you have ever had scratching noises inside your head? Uh, Hello, none of us. 
She was being she was told she was being attacked by flesh eating maggots living inside her ear. <laughs> Rochelle Harris, twenty seven, said she remembered dislodging a fly from her ear while in Peru, but thought nothing more of it until she started getting headaches and pains down one side of her face and woke up in Britain one morning with liquid on her pillow. Liquid or um, maggot pee, hello. So just thinking she had a routine ear infection caused by a mosquito bite, she sought medical treatment at the Royal Derby, the Royal Derby Hospital in Northern England, where she cons- where uh, a consultant noticed maggots in a small hole in her ear canal. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine maggots in your inner ear canal? In your inner anything? In your canal? I didn't even know we had canals. That's kind of creepy just in its own. Hey, man, nice canal. Shut up. Uh, She goes on to say, I was very scared. Were they in my brain, said Harris, recounting her ordeal uh, in, uh, in, in the United Kingdom. Doctors first tried to flush the maggots out of her ear using olive oil. What? Olive oil? Wouldn't that just make the maggots delicious? I mean, how many of you go to a restaurant and the waiter puts a little plate of olive oil and you dip your bread in it? I mean, isn't anything in olive oil just a little more tasty? What What's that all about? Yes, we're going to put some olive oil in your maggot ear and then some paprika, some uh, seasoning salt, and just a little tiny splash of garlic butter, if you don't mind. And, uh, please don't be alarmed. Your maggots will be succulently delicious. ha <laughs> ha um, so she goes on to say it was the longest few hours that I've ever had to wait. Here's, here's the, here's the bad part, gang. I could still feel them and hear them and knowing that those scratching sounds were the maggots and knowing that the wriggling was just what made it all the worse. Oh God. Oh God. Isn't that horrible? Imagine, like, before this happened, she's with her boyfriend or her husband, and they're having a romantic dinner. And he's whispering in her ear, Hey, baby, I really love you. You're really sexy, baby. Okay, there's something crawling on my tongue, and it's got olive oil, and it tastes delicious. What the hell's in your ear, baby? Um... So the olive oil, (laughs) no surprise, the olive oil trick didn't work. Um, And when the flushing of the maggots failed, the medics resorted to surgery. And this is where you're going to cringe even more, gang. They found a writhing mass of maggots within her ear, raising concern that the maggots could eat into her brain. Yeah, yeah. Maggots eat flesh. I mean, 
You ever heard of a brain sandwich? Brain is delicious. Not to me, but to most to maggots. The surgery removed a family of eight maggots. Oh, they were a family, eight of them. Remember that old show, Eight is Enough? Do you remember that show way back in the day? There was a, a, a sitcom or a docu-sit-drama or whatever it is about a family of eight that lived in a big house. That's kind of like what this is, except with maggots. So cute. So analysis found that a New World Army screwworm fly had laid eggs inside Harris's ear. I don't know. I've been around a long time. I've I've been around. I've camped. I've been around garbage dumps. I've heard of horse flies. I've heard of deer flies. I've heard of black flies. I've heard of fruit flies. I've heard of house flies. Has anyone heard? Of a New World Army screwworm fly? Good Lord. I don't need a fly that has the word army and screw in it. That's just trouble right there, man. So in closing, this poor lady said, I'm not so squeamish around those kinds of bugs now. How can I be? They've been in my ear, Harris said. Wait a minute. So so having a New World Army screwworm fly lay eggs in her ear and produce eight is enough. Somehow she's become charmed by these, these flies and the maggots. Somehow she's got an, uh, an affection, an affinity for them. Instead of like, I think if that happened to me, I'd wear earmuffs for the rest of my life. I'd be I'd be one of those guys you see trucking around with the great big headphones on their uh, with their iPods, with their MP3 players. What the hell's Mary doing? Why has she always got that iPod plugged into her head? What's with the earphones? Oh man, she's not listening to no music. No, she just she's keeping the maggots out, man. I don't understand you. How did you go screw off? Yeah, why don't you go screw fly? That's what I'm saying. Screw fly, biatch. So there you go, man. There's we're gonna end the show on that squeamish story. Ooh. 
So next time you get a, f- a fly near your ear, be careful, man. I don't want your brain turning into maggot pudding. I mean, imagine that. They multiply, and you got like, you know, 100, 200 maggots in there every time you sneeze. A bunch of maggots fly out. Every time you blow your nose, your Kleenex is full of squirming, writhing maggots. Oh, imagine French kissing your partner. Just fill your mouth. Oh, I don't. Let's stop. 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 So there you go. We're ending on uh, leaving you with a little squirm in your step. How's that? Yeah, that's free. That's from me to you, gang. <laughs> not fair. Not nice. I know. But kind of kind of an interesting story. Um, let's hang it up right there. Uh, don't forget, if you want to call me, you can call me at 323-739-4330. Uh, you can also write me at harlemwilliams.com. Check out my comedy schedule there. Check out my uh, store. You can buy merch that will provide more squeamish laughter. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Plug your ears and uh, be safe. Uh, don't forget to check out Fashlang at harlemwilliams.com. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. And, yes, you will uh, be the first to see all my uh, latest videos that I will be putting up. Um, you can join my Twitter parade. I'm on Twitter, at Harlan Williams. And uh, there you go. Cool stuff. Uh, that's it, gang. Uh, have fun. Plug those ears. And until next time, chicken. Chow mein, baby. <laughs> <laughs>